Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Deep left into the bleachers, a two-run homer. A swing and a miss, ball game. Liftoff. And history marches on. 22 consecutive wins. From the sports desk of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com, this is Leading Off with Ryan Lewis, a podcast on the Cleveland Indians. Santana makes the catch. Ball game. The Indians have won the American League pennant. The Cleveland Indians are going to the World Series. Now, Ryan Lewis and Dan Kadar. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new edition of Leading Off with Ryan Lewis, our podcast here at the Akron Beacon Journal on Ohio.com covering the Cleveland Indians. This is Ohio.com digital content editor Dan Kadar. And I, of course, am joined by Akron Beacon Journal Indians beat writer Ryan Lewis. Ryan, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going great. Mostly thanks to Robert from Uber, who will be getting a five-star rating and who drove me to the park because... Uh, after two weeks of sitting in the garage, my car decided to not start this morning. Um, and I, I will try to refrain from making a comparison between my car not starting in the cold Ooh. and the Indians offense. Uh, it's kind of out there calling my name. So um, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, if anybody's listening to us later in the week, we're recording this on Monday around oh, 1130 an opening day here. Uh, first pitch is at 4 o'clock against the Chicago White Sox at Progressive Field. Uh, we're going to touch on opening day a little bit, but uh, not not a ton. Uh, what we are going to do, though, is, is talk about the start of the season for the Indians after three games. They are 1-2 and two following a series against the Minnesota Twins. We're going to chat about that a little bit in the team's offense, uh, which has looked kind of shaky so far. But first, Ryan, you mentioned that your car broke down. You had to Uber to the ballpark. Um, and you're, you're at the ballpark at about 11 o'clock or even before that. Is that kind of a normal day for you uh, on the beat? Um, I normally drive my car. But well, besides, besides the Uber <laughs> part. <laughs> uh, Timing-wise, it's about the same for a 4 p.m. start. Um, clubhouse normally opens around noon or 4 Four hours before first pitch, you know, for a 7 p.m. game, we're normally here around like 2:45 or 3. Um, clubhouse is open for about 45 minutes or an hour. You can grab whoever you want. Uh, Tito will talk every single day uh, pregame. Um, there are some day games where Chris Antonetti might come down. Mm. Um, so we we do all that. We transcribe. We post stories. Um, everything gets posted to Ohio.com pretty quickly. Uh, try to find some space for dinner. Um, I can highly recommend Saigon on East 4th in Cleveland, if anyone's uh, out there. Um, Matt Underwood is currently touring the What's New stuff at the ballpark around yeah. me. Um, so we then cover the game, um, and then uh, go down for post game, 
do some walk-off thoughts, which are available after every home game, some road games, every postseason game, etc. Uh, just some additional online coverage. And uh, normally getting home around like one in the morning or so. And it's a good day. It's a long day. It's a very long day. And um, if anybody hasn't joined our group on Facebook, uh, you can. We we started a Cleveland baseball fans Facebook group. I believe the URL is facebook.com slash group slash Cleveland baseball. So you can find us there and Ryan will post his uh, walk-off thoughts there after games. We'll post random stories from Ryan there and maybe if we can get some behind the scenes looking stuff on there or uh, some pictures we like. It'll it'll be a fun time. We'll, We'll start a conversation there and things like that. So check that out on Facebook. That is kind of the day in the life of of Ryan Lewis as our, our beat writer. But, Ryan, you mentioned um, the front office guys there briefly. On my drive into the office today, my own car I drove, um, Chris Antonetti was on one station. Mike Chernoff was on another one. Just for the sake of posterity, do you have any idea when those guys will meet with the, the beat writers? Uh, in general, um, nothing is normally too planned. Uh, after each season, we have a, a larger sit-down mm. with Chris Antonetti, Mike Chernoff, and Terry Francona. Um, other than that, it's, um, you know, there are times when we know that we'll get Antonetti uh, after a signing, after a, a trade, after a bigger move. Sure. Uh, Antonetti will speak to kind of break it down. Um, on a regular basis, uh Nothing too much, you know, nothing like Tito. Mm. Um, I would like to hear from him now to try and explain this offense that the Indians are fielding. Um, And this is my transition, by the way, for our our look at the first three games of the season because the offense that the Indians have put on the field has been pretty atrocious. They scored five runs in three games. The they lost 9-3 to three on Sunday to the Twins, and those three runs came after the Indians were well beaten. Um, so i got to tell you, Ryan, if I was talking to Chris Antonetti, that I would say, what's up with this offense? I mean, I, I know there are guys injured, but, boy, uh, that, that, that first series does not lead to a lot of hope on offense. Am I wrong? Well, I, I think in a couple of different ways, it's important to keep multiple thoughts uh, right near the forefront of your mind at the same time. Okay. Um, with the lineup, um, you know, I've said I, I'm not sure that Paul Dolan probably received the credit he deserved for the last two and a half years for the way that the Indians spent, mm-hmm. the way that they spent above their means compared to what other sm- small, smaller market teams have spent. That being said, now would not be the year to really slash payroll. Um, so I think that deserves a level of criticism or at least questioning at this point in time. That being said, the Indians can still add. They could still make a trade. They can um, you know, still try to find the type of move that can help them. By not spending quite as much, by not making the bigger trade now, while it does leave some question marks in the lineup, it also leaves the possibility open that the Indians could still do something at the trade deadline and they can find out 
if a Tyler Naquin or a Greg Allen or a Jordan Luplo or in the bullpen, Deanna Otero, Adam Simber, mm-hmm. John Edwards, etc., they can find out if anybody can take that step forward. Uh, you know, there, there's a finite amount of resources with which to build a team. If you try to strike early, you leave yourself exposed to not being able to address issues in July. Doesn't mean they're going to do that, but it means they can. So while this lineup will probably be a little frustrating to watch for a lot of fans, um, especially early in the season without Lindor and Kipnis, you know, that this team very likely will look pretty different on August 1st. Um, so, you know, that's that's sort of one thing to kind of keep in mind. Hmm. August 1st is a long time away, though. Um, it is a long time away. Um, that, that's a long time away. And you, you just got to wonder, you know, if I look, I, I don't want to be one of these people that overreacts based on three games to start the season, but it means kind of laid an egg against what looks like their their toughest division rival this season. I, if I'm mistaken, I think you might have picked Minnesota to win the AL wild card in your season predictions. Yeah. Um, it, how disappointing is it then that they, they come out and they score very little runs against what is going to be their their big rival this year? Well, it's it's the first series of, of, of the season in a couple different senses. You know, they're they're going to play 19 games against the Twins this season. Mm. It's just the first three. On top of that, it's, it's the first three games of a long, grinding, grueling 162 game season. And one way to look at it is, you know, the offense uh, really, really struggled, which it, it absolutely did. The other way to look at it is that they took one of those three games at a point in the season where this might be the weakest this lineup is this season without Lindor, without Kibnes, um, trying to battle the cold. Uh, I asked Tito, you know, about the challenges of hitting in the cold, and, and what he said was that it's difficult to carry over any positivity from at bat to a bat. If you have a good swing in the summer, you know, you can carry that for a couple of weeks. In the winter, you have a good swing, and the next at bat, the cold and the... <laughs> the wind and the ice and everything they're, that they're kind of dealing with, it just sort of sets the reset button. Um, so it's, it's difficult to really carry any positive momentum uh, early in the season, which is why the team is always trying to be cognizant of younger players, younger hitters, um, trying to give them as much of a chance to succeed as possible. Um, it is a certainly not the best-looking series. Uh, but like I said, you know, the, there are going to be opportunities to – ads for this team and the bigger thing that I'm kind of looking at is throughout this month of April where just giving this out for at least a couple more days possibly a little bit longer Francisco Lindor um, until he uh, until they get the results from the second opinion that he is seeking in Green Bay today mm-hmm. we're not going to know too much about his timetable in terms of exact dates he could be out for a couple weeks and if so this lineup you know kind of like what we talked about last week is it's really top heavy and they don't have a lot of room for error in, in terms of injuries or, or guys being out. So the thing that I'm watching a little bit closer than, than most of the other aspects or the fact that you know they're, they're one or two to start the year is that it'll be interesting to see if the Twins can uh, you know, put some space between themselves and the Indians and, and apply the type of pressure from within the division that the Indians haven't had in a couple of years. Last year, they kind of sailed through uh, the American League Central 
um, you know, they, they haven't really had to worry too much in a while. So it'd be an interesting aspect if the Twins can uh, get up to a hot start here and, and just kind of apply that pressure. But, um, no, this, this offense, it, it was um, <laughs> not exactly what you'd want on a World Series contender. They <laughs> struck out 13 times in all three games. Mm-hmm. The strikeouts are, are piling up. Uh, Tyler Naquin's had a really rough start. Uh, you know, Tito said it, it, his timing's off, and he's kind of getting exposed at the plate right now. But then again, it's it's three games, and and Naquin's played in two games, so you know there's there's not going to be any any sense of panic. It it is it's just way too early. Um, you know, they're still clearing snow off of Progressive Field right now for the home opener. Mm. Um, so I there there are some question marks though, and that's a certainly valid point. Um, It'll just be interesting to see how the Indians can sort of try to survive with their striking rotation through April until they can get that lineup healthy again. Mm. And boy, not you know, we're not going to overreact too too much about the slow start for the offense, and we're not going to overreact too too much about the good stuff. But boy, Trevor Bauer sure did look good, didn't he? I mean, that that game he threw over the weekend, seven innings pitched, uh, he gave up one run. Uh, he he's phenomenal. Um, I, I know some people have problems with him because he's so open about his his feelings and and you know when he's unhappy, he lets people know. But boy, he he sure did look good in his first start, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, Trevor Bauer kind of found it the second half of 2017. Mm-hmm. To get a 3.01 ERA in the second half, and he finally kind of put it together the type of stretch that a lot of scouts for a long time thought he could. It took a while, but he kind of found it. And then that winter, he completely revamped his slider. And kind of, well, he actually kind of concocted just a new slider. And it became one of the better sliders in baseball. Not necessarily the best, but a a very, very strong pitch to complement his fastball and his curveball, which have always been his best pitches. This past offseason, he did it again. Uh, He showed off a a new changeup. I think he had four swings and misses in, this, in the first 10 that he threw. Um, you know, it's just another pitch that he has that he, not only can he go to, but he can use it as a weapon, and he can use it as a weapon in almost any count. So, you know, he's, he's really positioned for a huge year, and he prides himself on his ability to stay healthy. You know, last year it was a comebacker. That's, that's somewhat of a fluke. Uh, you know, I... There's a reason I picked him to win the Cy Young. You know, I, I think he's positioned for a huge year. He's developed two new pitches that are going to complement the two pitches that he's used, you know, for a decade uh, to become one of the higher thought of at one time prospects in the game, and you know, a pitcher that finally kind of put it together. Um, so yeah, I I think he's he's primed for a really big year. I think he and Kluber um, both could be primed for big years. Um, Carrasco as well, Clevenger, Beaver. I mean. We've we've talked about it all winter. This you know this rotation has the potential uh, to really be one of the best ones in a in a long time. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean health won't get in the way. Um, but it's it's what the, the Indians are going to have to ride. And uh, Bowers off to a pretty good start. Mm, that he is. Um, that he is. And again, if anybody's listening to us, we we've been recording here on Monday morning. So uh, we'll see what kind of start Mike Clevenger gets off to. For the home opener for the Indians, but Ryan, anything else before we we check out for the week? We're going to try and keep it about 15 minutes here on leading off every week, and that's about where we're at. Do you have anything else to touch on before we 
we check out? No, uh, we'll see if the Indians offense can fall out a little bit. Um, you know, there there's really some question marks with this lineup, and those are you know those question marks are doubled with the injuries that they've had that they're that they're already dealing with. Um, you know, we'll we'll see where they are maybe at the the end of April, mm-hmm. um, and and just just how dire or okay of a situation they may find themselves in if guys start hitting. But if guys don't start hitting, they're going to have some serious problems. Uh, you know, the starting rotation and Brad Hand and a few other relievers who may take a step forward. You know, that's their backbone, and that's the reason that they're still being picked as a as the American League Central favorite, as a World Series contender. Uh, but some other elements on this team, if, if things don't go as well as they hope, um, you know, who knows? Uh, just just more of a, a wait-and-see situation. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you next week after this series against Chicago, and uh, we can kind of figure out where they stand and maybe have a little bit of a better picture of, of, of where they are compared to the Twins. Indeed we will. Like Ryan said, the Indians are up here with a two-game series against the White Sox, a team that they usually play pretty well against, if I recall correctly. So we'll see how that goes, including the home opener. If anybody wants to know more about what is new up at Progressive Field this year, our colleague Craig Webb has a nice story on that up at ohio.com slash indians, which is where you can also find all of Ryan's work and much more. So check that out. Again, make sure you Join our group on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash group slash Cleveland Baseball. That's going to do it for this edition of Leading Off with Ryan Lewis. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.